0: everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. I am so excited because today I have on my friend Alicia Hale. Alicia is an event painter specifically for weddings and before we begin I just wanted to because we didn't actually end up touching on like the actual definition of live event painting. um, I wanted to give you guys a definition of what event painting is just to sort of give a some context for this conversation. So live wedding painting is a form of plain air painting used to capture a special moment during a wedding or event. An artist uh, arrives with a blank canvas and paints a moment that the couple chooses as it's happening. And the painting doubles as a custom piece of artwork for the couple and a unique form of entertainment for the guests. And so that's just wanted to give you guys that definition. So you have some understanding of what we're talking about and Alicia and I actually got to know each other through um, my artist group that I had last year and I've really seen her practice grow and evolve over the course of this past year and what you'll hear is really inspiring you know Alicia started out and she had never done a, a wedding like a year ago she would never even done a live event painting and has since grown her practice and now has booked over 20 weddings for this coming year so It's just really exciting to see the growth and I hope that it's inspiring to you if you have a business idea in relation to your art or if you are interested in live painting. I hope that there are some helpful tips um, and tricks embedded in this episode that you can use. Um, And if you want to reach out to Alicia to ask her any more specific questions, definitely check her out on Instagram at aliciaannart and also on her website aliciaannart.com all of those links will be in the show notes. So thank you so much again, Alicia, for joining us today. And without further ado, here's Alicia. I'm so excited you're here. I, I've i been wanting to talk to you for a long time because I really, I don't know a whole lot about like event painting and I've actually been asked to do it a couple of times. And like, mm-hmm. it just feels like so scary to me. So, but before we jump into that, I'd love to know like, cause I, I'm sure you you, told this before but how did you get into painting in the first place
1: um so my my grandma is an artist okay and so I grew up like painting and and learning from her and being exposed to all kinds of you know just different art forms and museums and just always really loved painting and when I'd spend weekends with her it would be to to paint or to do some kind of art project um and then as I got older and then continue spending time with her like I went to college um at UC Irvine it was right down the street from her I'd like on my breaks from school I would go over to her house hang out work on a painting um so I just always did that as a hobby
0: got it that's so cool that's so my my grandma is also a painter she got into it a little bit later in life but I Mm -hmm. love that is anyone else in your family an artist or is it just her just her yeah that's so funny same same here like my parents are both like self-professed, like not artists at all. And so they're always like, where did you get it from? So uh, that's wonderful. It that you skipped a it's, generation. it's a generation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so when you were in school though, were you studying anything creative or what were you studying? Yeah,
1: yeah I, was, I was studying uh, film.
0: So okay.
1: I've always been, I always knew I would go into a creative field. Mm-hmm. I just, until more recently, didn't see that as painting.
0: Right, right. And that, okay, so that brings me to my next question. So like the last time we, you know, we were, we spoke was like a little, like about a year ago and you were still working in film. Are you still working in film? Okay. I got it. Yeah. Got it. And what exactly do you do? Just like, because I think people, it's interesting to know that like artists who have very valid, real careers as painters also have full-time day jobs too. And like, and it can be very different than being a painter. So like, what do you do at your day job? Um, so I work, I work in television and I kind
1: of, I kind of gravitated away from the creative side where I work more on the production and finance side of things, um, like overseeing budgets and, and numbers for different shows. Um, and I thought it was interesting because when you, I listened to Brian interview MBO a few yeah. weeks ago and I didn't realize that he also did finance for his day yeah. job. And I'm like, yeah. what's up with, I feel like I know a lot of artists that actually something. Like not creative at all for their day job, and and maybe that like inspires us more to, to like pick up that creative hobby and make it something real. Um, so that's kind of what I've been doing. That's so interesting.
0: I think you're onto something there because I do feel like, for example, Erin, who's my my co-host, who sadly she I should have said this at the beginning couldn't join us today because she has a meeting, um, a different meeting, but uh, she. She is, like, always really tired by the end of the day because her job, her day job, is creative. It's in, like, advertising and graphic design. And so she's, like, putting all of her creativity, like, into the day. And then at the end of the day, it's, like, picking up a paintbrush is, is hard to do. Oh, interesting. I didn't think about it that way. Because, yeah, maybe because
1: in my day job it's not creative at all, I'm even more, like, I'm even more inspired and want to paint at the end of the day. And like, yeah, to,
2: like, I mean, I'm
0: sure, obviously these things are nuanced. I'm sure everybody yeah. is different and I'm sure there's some people who are like, Oh no, like it gets me going. But you know, I think that there's, that it's just interesting. And do you, I mean, this is also like, <laughs> this is too personal a question, but do you want to stay in this job like alongside painting forever? Or is there any type of like goal, maybe somewhere down the line to do painting full time? Yeah, that's a good question because
1: my day job, it's a really good job and I really like what I do. Um, I, I think like the dream would be to make painting full time. That would yeah. be the dream, but it's not in my immediate future, Okay, if that makes sense. Well, that's totally valid. Yeah. And
0: I think if anything, like all answers are correct there too. Yeah, I, exactly. I also think I want to like, especially on this show, I think a lot of our listeners aren't full-time painters. I think probably majority aren't. And I think there's this sort of hierarchy that I even sometimes people say to me, of like, oh, well, you're a real artist because you do it full-time. And I'm like, no, it's not. Like, you know, it's, it's there can be that doesn't have to be the goal to do it full-time you know or it can be you can balance both and speaking of balance you just had a baby congratulations thank you what is his name again just tell everybody his name is rue rue oh my god that's the cutest name i'm obsessed yeah today he's three months old three months old oh my gosh so he's still like a baby baby like yes. wow and, and how is it going like A just like, how is it being a mom? Do you like being a mom? This is your first child, right?
1: Yeah. I love being a mom. Um, it's, it's like nothing I could have ever prepared for. Like as much as I thought I had prepared, just totally unprepared. Um, the hardest part really is just, it's the lack of sleep. I'm still kind of in it with not getting a lot of sleep. So you hear that all the time, but that's the most challenging part outside of that. It's especially like once he started smiling and like showing his personality a little bit and you get to like learn his likes and dislikes it's like it's fun to it's fun to just hang out with him so oh
0: oh my gosh that's so cute i i'm sure i was so my uh, this kind of segues into my next question is like how has it been balancing you know now you're still working full-time at your job you're painting and you're a new mom like how is that going and I can't imagine it's easy. So (laughs) it's definitely a lot because when I started
1: kind of turning my paint, like painting into a, like a side hustle last year around the time when we met, um, I, I found out I was pregnant just after I started getting the event painting going. Oh my God. Wow. So I had kind of, you know, I'd already started and I had committed to weddings throughout the year and then I found out I was pregnant and I didn't know how I was going to feel or what it was going to be like, but I just kind of took it day by day and powered through. Um, and I ended up doing most of the weddings last year pregnant. And I, wow. my last wedding was up until I was eight months pregnant. Oh my God. I'm really fortunate. I had a, like a really easy, good pregnancy. So I was able to do it all. Um, and then that was on the weekends. And then I would have my day job during the day, nine to five. And I would, I would paint work on, The the studio paintings um, at the night, so it was definitely a lot, and now it'll be a little bit different to pull away at the nighttime paintings. Um, So just it's kind of I'll just kind of see it's still a work in progress like how it's going to work. I've only done one wedding so far this year um, as a mom like with a baby, Mm -hmm. Um, and I have my next one next week, and then I kind of pick up and I have several every month for the rest of the year.
0: So wow, um, still figuring it out. Do you have support from your spouse who like watches him or, you know, like, how do you balance? I mean, that's probably a personal question, but like, how do you guys balance it? Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. And we're still figuring it out, but you know, my husband's very supportive of my art career um, and he also works from home. So that's one thing that helps yeah, is that, that is we amazing. both do work from home. Um, yeah. We, we do have um, a, a nanny to help us while we're both working. And then both of our parents are, are really involved as well. So that's, that's
0: great. Too. That's that's so nice to have. Mm-hmm. Well, I think, you know, I'm not a mom myself, but I was a nanny for a short period of time, which I know is literally nothing in comparison. But like, <laughs> I do know, like just from like, kids are so fun, but they are really tiring too, you know, and, and then I, not to mention, if at this age, the just like, like you said, the lack of sleep. Are you like, how are you in terms of your creative, like your creativity? Like, are you able to do, like, I know a lot of it's for other people, like at weddings, is there anything that's kind of like your own time to be creative, you know, versus like for work, you know?
1: Yeah. I think that's the, the one thing that's kind of been missing this first year that I've started doing the wedding paintings. Um, Cause I've had, a, I feel like I've had a lot of time up until this point to, kind of play around and experiment with my style and what I like to paint and what I'm gravitated towards, um, just because I've been doing it as a hobby for so long. Um, so this last year has been really focused on, yeah, like the wedding and event painting. So for other people, I haven't really had time yet to go back into things that I like paint for myself, which I have I've been okay with for now. Um, but I'm sure that urge
0: will come up again in the near future. I also like totally want to validate that like there, like there are times in all of our creative careers where like personal projects and individual creativity kind of has to suffer sometimes just like logistically you know and i think just knowing that like there always there will be more time and like it's just a figuring it out too and it sounds like you know a you're doing you're doing so so much and like i think it's incredible and i'm how many weddings do you have booked for this upcoming year so I have about 20 books for this year. Oh my yeah. gosh. That's like, wow. And how, how is it like energy wise? Like I know for me, I'm a little bit more introverted and going to some these are big events. And I have lots of questions about like the logistics that I think a lot of listeners would love to hear. How is it like going to those events? Like, do you find it energizing? Is it kind of exhausting? So I'm also a pretty big introvert.
2: Hmm. Um,
1: but when it comes to painting at weddings, I, it it gives me, a, it gives me energy to do that. And I don't know if it's because the the focus is more on the painting than it is a, on me. Um, that makes and sense. I'm, and I'm literally, I'm doing what I love doing. And because it's so fast paced, I'm like hyper focused on doing it and just really get in the zone. Um, so it, it is energizing for me to do it.
0: It's probably like, I can imagine, you know, you have this dedicated number of hours, like there, you can't be distracted. Like here I am, I'm in my studio. And sometimes I'm like, oh, I'll check Instagram. And then I'm on there for like 30 minutes. I'm like, what happened? And and, and when you're painting at an event, you, you can't do that. So it's like, you kind of, it's like a weird thing of like, you kind of trick your brain into being like getting into the creative flow, probably. Yeah.
1: And I, I don't know if this is too much information, but it's it's at least like good to know that this last wedding and these next few that I'm going to be doing, like I'm breastfeeding too. So wow. I also was taking breaks at the wedding oh to go God. and pump.
0: And so oh I had even God. less time to paint. <laughs> wow. And then, yeah. And then it's kind of like, that doesn't... <laughs> Where, what do you do with it then? Do you put it in your car? Like what happened or do you just dump it or whatever? Like, I have like
1: a little uh, like a little freezer bag, like a little portable one, so I can store it in the it. milk and everything. It's, just, so much it's a lot
0: to manage. So much moms to think about that like I don't think anybody realizes. Like, I, mean, I didn't even think about that because I've, I've never had kids. So I, you know, just something. It's crazy It's like you know you're a superhero um i i was so i would to back up a little bit you know okay how, what was the transition for you from as you said no longer doing it as a hobby to making it a business like what was that experience like both like maybe just practically and also like emotionally
1: so i think for like a long time, I've, I've always wanted to be doing something creative. And as my career in the film industry kind of slowly morphed from the creative side to the more logistical side of film production, I still have that urge to be doing something creative. And I remember writing on my goal list every year, that like I wanna start an art career at some point. And just like year over year, I'd write the same thing, didn't know how to do it, what to do. And then during the pandemic, when things shifted, um, and I, I downloaded TikTok, I saw a live event painting on TikTok and okay. I was kind of like, like, that's really cool. And that sounds like something I would love to do, like a mix of, cause I, and, and during the pandemic I picked up painting even more because I had more time on my hands. Um, but there's the aspect of, you know, the the interaction or the social aspect that you don't get with painting in your studio all the time.
2: So I wanted that. I
1: wasn't sure how to get that. Um, you know, I've been experimenting on social media, but when I saw the event painting, I was like, okay, that's what I want to do. And so I really just dove in headfirst. Um, I feel like I really like faked it till I made it um, because in Los Angeles, the lockdown was extra strict. So even though I was seeing on TikTok, there's all these weddings and event paintings going on all over the country, there were no events in Los Angeles. Nothing was, it was very strict lockdown. So I started with just going to public parks and painting there and filming myself and practicing speed painting and practicing for events. And people would come up and talk to me and I'd get a little taste of what it can be like. And then I also got involved in some, um, styled shoots. So like photo shoots of weddings and I would paint those photo shoots. Um, and, and then when, everything opened up again. Then I kind of was ready to do my
0: first event and and painted for a friend's wedding and kind of went from there. That is so smart because I think, you know, for somebody who's, if you're listening and interested in painting, doing live paintings at an, at an event, wedding or not wedding, you know, there's a lot of pressure to paint yes. someone's wedding. Like it's their big day. And there's people who are, way more invested in the painting than, you know, just someone at the park, you know? And I'm sure like that might be a barrier to entry for a lot of artists of like, well, I just, I don't, I, how am I going to do that for the first time? And if you that, but if you kind of warm yourself up to it, like you said, by going and exposing yourself to painting publicly or doing it, like, I love that it was a wedding photo shoot because it's like Mm -hmm. kind of all like it's literally practice then. Cause it's like, nobody's that invested. Right. Cause it's a yeah. like, these people are posing or whatever. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's so great. And how did you, how did you get into the the photo shoots? Like where did you know somebody or.
1: I, I reached out to local wedding planners Okay. To, to find them. Cause I knew that they existed. I just didn't know. And so I just reached out to them um, to see if any had some and, um, yeah, it was really, it was really nice doing the kind of lower pressure options because when I did actually do my first wedding and I remember I was I was in the artist group with you at the time, I made a video of it, I posted it on TikTok and it went viral, but not yeah. for the best reasons. Yeah, so then, i was gonna ask you about this. Okay, yeah. so tell us about this. <laughs> so when, because it was my first wedding, I did not, it was high pressure. I did not get very far in the painting. I I had so much, so many learning curves that it just was not a super successful first live painting because I just didn't get very far in the painting. Um, So the the way it looked at the end of the night was very unfinished. And so when I posted the video on TikTok, people assumed that that was the finished painting, and
0: really were mean. (laughs) So mean, so mean. And like I just have to say, I'm gonna interject with a and I want you to continue your story, but I recently had an experience where my post went viral on Instagram and got like 2 million views and it was amazing, but like, and there was nothing even that like crazy in the video or like, it was just, it was a start to finish painting. And people just like are insane on the internet. Like they just say crazy things and are just mean for like, and so how did that, like, how did you come back from that? Cause I know for me, like, really shook me for like two weeks. Like, just like most of the comments were positive, but like probably, you know, there were 30 negative ones and I was like rocked. So.
1: Yeah, no, it, it really, it really was hard on me, harder than I thought. It affected me a lot more than I thought I would. Um And the timing that it came was, you know, right when I was starting this, you know, new live event painting. And I really doubted myself, like, I didn't have any weddings booked after that at the time. That was my first wedding. And I really doubted if I could be doing this, if I should be doing this, if I was good enough. Um, and it took some different processing. I think being in the, the artist group at that time and being yeah. able to talk to other artists about it and, and other people who have experienced similar things on social media was really helpful. Um, but eventually I
0: just was able to, to power through. Yeah. I think also there's, and this was my experience, but, and so I don't want to speak for you, but maybe maybe it'll resonate. I felt like for so many years, I had envisioned like the idea of people being, saying like such nasty things about me and my art on the internet would be like the worst thing ever. And that I would never recover from it. Like I envisioned it being so like devastating. And like, don't get me wrong, it was, but I also like woke up the next day and still painted and got another commission and like life w- moved on. And it was sort of like, in a way, like I'm, I'm kind of glad it's happened now because I now know like, oh, like, yeah, I can get through that and it's not going to kill me, you know? Yeah, definitely. And
1: I think the the expectation of, a, of your video going viral on social media, like I, I expected it to be this really amazing, positive thing. Like, Oh, I had a video go viral, and, but it, it wasn't. So that kind of surprised me too. And, yeah. uh, we and, and, then, awesome. and then I guess it kind of drove me to, to like, cause I took that painting home to finish it in the studio and it drove me to really make it a good painting, like really spend time on it and make it good so that when I posted the finished painting, it was like, Hey, that one you saw in that video was not finished. Here yeah. it is done and and now I kind of changed the way I post a little bit because yeah. when I post wedding videos, I really clearly state that like this is not finished, or mm-hmm. I make sure to
0: tie the finished painting with it to kind of right. avoid that again. but <laughs> yeah, I think it's you know tough lessons like like that, you know, it's they do say, you know, all press is good press, but you know, I, I still think it something like that can not just even from a like business standpoint just like we said like an emotional standpoint like affect you and like just be a speed bump in your creative process especially as you're starting out and i know it um for any other artists out there who might be facing either they're afraid of something like that happening they're just starting out and they're like oh my god like that would I would never be okay after that, or they are currently experiencing it. What advice do you have, or would you give them? Oh, that's a good question. Um,
1: I mean, I think it's it's okay to, you know, to to feel sad or to to cry or to let it affect you because it 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 does it really does. But then either like it really helped me to to talk to people about it. So to talk to other artists, I've I've made some artists friends online too that I've also never met or seen in person but we messaged each other and just kind of talking about how it felt and getting the support from them um and then just really just believing in myself and being more aware of my own self-talk and not letting what the people said online um be my truth so that took some hard work and i'm glad i experienced it now because it has made me stronger but yeah it was
0: really it was really tough to go through yeah, I love what you said about not allowing what people say online to be your truth because I think that's something that I, I mean, I would guess if you're an artist who's contemplating wanting to be an event painter, you like making people happy, right? And you like people liking what you're doing. And so it's kind of this like natural thing for you to like take it to heart when people criticize you, right? And you mm-hmm. and and but I've had to realize that like there's no such thing as a painting that everybody's going to love, you know? And so if you listen to every single person on the internet, good, bad, or ugly, it's like, you're never going to, you know, get anywhere. Right. It's like, it's an impossible task, you know? And, and what also happened to you was just like such a genuine, like mistake. You know what I mean? It wasn't like any, like any real reflection of your art. Like they didn't see the finished product, you know? So it's just so, it was just unfortunate, but I'm, I'm so glad you got through. And also like what an incredible testimony to like, you know, they were wrong. You have, you know, 20 weddings booked this year and, and what do they know? You know, don't give them the power. So yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. I want to know, you know, what the first wedding was like, you know, what maybe be helpful to ask first, like What didn't go well, like, and then what went really well, and like what worked that first time around, you know, and then what you've learned since.
1: Yeah. So, well, first off, I will say that every wedding I do is a learning experience because every single one is different. And every time you're in a new place that you've never been to before, so you kind of have an idea of what you're painting, but you don't really know until you get there. And just the logistics too, of weddings and venues and timelines, like every single one is different. So even once I did the first few and I was like, okay, like I kind of, I got this, I got this figured out. Like I had to erase that mentality because every single one is different and there's something unexpected that happens and you have to be able to pivot. Um, But for this first one, and, and I do this with all the weddings, I just, I get there as early as I can. Um, and the thing that I didn't ask in the first one that I now ask every single time is what is the earliest that I'm allowed to get there? Because different venues have different rules. And the first one I was painting out was a church. And I just, I knew what time the wedding started and I just, I got there like two or three hours early so I could go in and set up and get familiar with the space. But what I didn't ask and what I didn't know is that there was another wedding before that wedding.
2: oh my god
1: i couldn't go in early and set up and prepare and practice so i literally waited in my car for that whole prep time i had planned you probably were freaking out
0: too you're like oh my
1: god yeah yeah it's It's already my first wedding and i'm like and i i don't have any time to plan this
0: so no wonder you didn't finish you know the painting i mean my god like like a huge wrench was thrown your way yeah and what I mean, what everyone doesn't know also is that I had just found
1: out I was pregnant and I was feeling a lot of nausea and morning sickness. Oh <laughs> my
0: God, yeah. And I'm not gonna post that on the internet, you know. Of so course not. Wow, like really stacked against you. <laughs> yeah. So
1: I I got into, you know, the the previous wedding ended and then I got to go in, I think I got about 20 minutes before the wedding I was painting started. So, you know, I get in there, I set up, I try and figure out the, you know, what I'm painting. Um, and I, I, you know, I spend about 20 minutes painting there. I mean, and I'm like feeling nauseous and I kept having to sit down because I just wasn't feeling well. Um, and, then, and then I moved to the reception space and I got to set up there um, and paint for the rest of the night. And so I stayed as, luckily it was a wedding that went late. So I stayed as late as I could um, but still having to take a lot of breaks because I wasn't feeling well. And, um, yeah. So, and, and got to do a, like a review with the couples. So they did see it yeah. at the end and just made sure they knew that, you know, Hey, I'm like, I'm taking it home. I'm going to add in more details. in right. the studio.
0: And so I got to tell them that. Right. But, and how did you get this first client? Was it somebody you knew yes. or was it, okay. Somebody you knew. Got it. Yeah. It was something, and and I guess that's a, that's a question I wanted to ask it, you know, for anybody who's interested in starting, like how, what are some recommendations you might have for landing your first client?
1: Definitely someone, you know, so if, you know, if any of your friends or family members, anyone in your life is getting married that you feel comfortable asking, like, you know, I'd, I'd love to, and doing it for free for your first couple ones, at least, right. Um, because that was another thing that people were really hard on. They're like, who would pay for this? And, you know, I'm like, well, this is my first one. And I'm, I was doing it as a gift, you know? Right. right. Um, so, so asking those people, if you can paint their wedding and wanting to give them that painting as a gift. Um, mm-hmm.
0: so that, that's what I'd really recommend to do. That's for I think I'm sure a lot of people, you know, I, know oh, I, sometimes I, I I preach this on here, like, don't do work for free, like, you know, mm-hmm. your, your art is valuable. But I think especially when it comes to, like, things like this that are super, like, you know, bi- based on what I'm trying to say here, they are very much like for another person, right? Like, this is not a painting you would sell to anybody else. This is yeah. not a painting that you would normally make just on your own. I think it's important to get some like really solid practice in and like not have that be or also be that extra layer of pressure of like, Oh, they paid for this. You know, like, I think maybe that's, do you, do you think, do you agree? Like, you think that it helped to me like, okay, this is still practice kind of. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely.
1: And, and I totally agree with you on, you know, getting paid for your work as an artist. Um, But when it comes to the event painting, I think having, you know, at least one or, or two or three, just a few, under your belt without that added pressure. Um and and then after I did that those few times and realized, okay, this is this is a lot of work and it is definitely something it, it's such a specialty service and it's definitely yeah. something worth paying for. Um at a at a decent amount. Like it's not it's no, not inexpensive like, to
2: no you know, nothing with a wedding in. is <laughs> yeah. um
1: hey, so I would definitely say you know after that point after you get a few under your belt where you have you know the footage and the
0: pictures and the practice and the know-how like then yes you should definitely be paid to do you it you have the reference to to you know like how much time it really takes like you know how many hours go in beforehand and afterwards so that you can probably more it's probably it's a lot easier to you know do a couple of rounds for free just for friends and be like oh okay i know exactly how many hours this costs then start with by undercharging and then suddenly have to like double your price overnight yeah. because you miscalculated probably so yeah that's what yeah. i had to do too yes. <laughs> yeah, i'm sure that also is part of it like you have to you know i like i do i constantly have to like reassess like okay is this still am i making this worth my while yeah. um and i guess from that standpoint when it comes to pricing I mean you can be as transparent as you want about how you price but what is you know or maybe a better answer maybe more vague is like what is the going rate for an event painter you know for weddings specifically because I think a lot of artists would be helpful to hear if they are interested in doing this they might just not know like how what is it you know like where do I start yeah so I think there's, there's a big range
1: and it depends on a lot of things. And I, I feel like I've done a lot of research on this too. Yeah. It's giving out for myself. Um, you know, it, it, depends on, you know, where you're located and what, you know, what city you're in. I um, feel like the wedding painters in like Los Angeles and California are going to be more expensive than, um, somewhere else. That's a smaller city or town. Um, and then also your experience level as an artist and then, The size of the canvas that you're painting and the amount of detail in the scene. But it can range, I'd say on average, the average is maybe like two to 4,000. But some of the really experienced ones that have been doing this for a long time, you know, they go up to like 6,000 for theirs. And then I've also seen other, you know, newer up and coming artists will be a little bit less than that. But I also see that once they do it a few times, they realize very quickly that. It, it doesn't anymore because it is so much work and it's very high pressure, Um, and it's like a super custom painting. Oh yeah, um, yeah. But you know, you have to start somewhere, and
0: yeah. Yeah, I, w- I also was wondering in terms of a deposit. Like, I was like, I'm I am currently planning a wedding at the moment, so I. <laughs> yes, that's great yeah. right. Congratulations. Yeah. That was a timely conversation. It's like um, you know, these things are on my mind because so like.
1: You, you need just, a wedding
0: painter <laughs> paint wedding. <laughs> there's a part of me that's like do i because then i'm like wait would it be weird because like i'm a painter i don't know we gotta figure we'll figure it out but um uh, it's so funny so well, I, other artists reach out to me I, I think especially people that are
1: artists or are into art um yeah. that are getting married like they're like i have to have that on my way okay. and so yeah. that's
0: like the most fun to work with someone like right that. they're like they they get it yeah I definitely need to look into it. I feel like I'm still at the stage of being like so overwhelmed by like everything that I haven't gotten to like the fun stuff, like the event, like an event painter. Yeah. But I like, I do, I'm so interested in knowing like, you know, how do you, for like a payment structure, Like do you take a deposit, you know, as a non-refundable, like just for, just for all, all other people to know how to like go about that. Cause I think so many artists, they're like afraid to ask for a deposit.
1: I think, I think I was in the beginning. I was a, I had that same feeling. But as I talked to more artists and just learned that like that should be a, a deal breaker. Like you should always, no matter what type of art project or commission you're doing, you should yeah. always yeah. take a deposit up front. Yeah. Um, so I, I see people range from like 25 to 50% up front. I, I do a 50% deposit up front um, to lock in their date and they do an agreement. Yeah. Um, and then I do the other 50% um Two weeks before the wedding which is also the time I do the final consultation
0: call with them to go over all the logistics for their painting right this is sounding very familiar to me because I have like the similar just I'm getting like their contracts with a band and it's like the yeah. same thing we do a deposit and then we have like a consultation like like yeah. two or three of them leading up to finalize like music and everything and so I think also like you know you obviously had a wedding it's, it's, you know and so you are familiar with like how weddings work. but if you're maybe somebody who's not yet married or hasn't gone through this you know the process of you know planning a wedding you may not you you may not you may not realize that like it's totally normal to like ask for these things you know and that like it's expected in part of it to be like, oh yeah, there's going to be this deposit and then it's you're not bothering the bride by asking to consult her or whatever you know get all the information you would need.
1: Yeah, Yeah, definitely. Are you finding that that's like
0: going through this process yourself? Are you learning things that you just had no no idea about like planning a wedding? I mean, like I I truly did. not I was like, I didn't, you know, this is, I mean, this is my first time doing it and probably the last. So I'm like, so like, I think it's every bride's it's, it's a new experience for, like, usually. Uh, I mean, actually, I don't know, but I think for a lot of people, like this is their first time doing a wedding and wedding planning. And so giving them also like the assurance to have like a very, like, here's the plan is like comforting, you know, it's like, yeah. Oh, okay. Like, you know what you're doing. <laughs>
1: yeah. No, that's what I was going to say. Is just like upfront communicating, like, this is the process and how it works. And this is how you book your date. This is what's required. Um, like letting them know that upfront.
0: So yeah. Cause I, yeah. Cause I, I mean, maybe it's just me, but I feel like I have to imagine every bride is like, I don't know what I'm doing. So yeah. y- it's okay to take that position of being the one who knows what they're doing and, you know, have some input and, and whatnot. Um, well, I was going to ask in terms of working with the bride or just in the groom, I, I don't know why I'm saying, the for just the bride, <laughs> but, um, I would both is, what is your experience? Like, have you worked with any tough personalities? Like, ha- has it always been easy and breezy or like what hiccups have you had? Just in like communicating or being on the same page and how have you resolved them.
1: Yeah. So it's really it's really fun working with the couples and just seeing the the range of, you know, some some people that I speak with, they know exactly what moment they want painted, they know all the details, they have a very clear vision. And and then I just I help them create that vision. And then there are other people that they just they really don't know what they want in the painting they they don't know what would be a good moment as a painting so i really like spending time and talking with them to see you know what it is about their wedding or the the venue or the location or what's important to them at the wedding you know whether it's the flowers or or you know they're getting married at the beach and you know they they grew up by the ocean and it means so much to them so it's like finding out what's important to them in the day and then suggesting like those moments, incorporating those moments into the painting and helping them, and and then also being extra creative because I always tell them something you can do with the painting that you can't do with a photograph is I can combine moments. So yeah. I've, I've been able to do some creative stuff with just um, incorporating things that aren't there, you know, right. that wouldn't be in the photograph, and then getting to combine aspects of their day into one painting. Right, so that's really fun, and I I haven't had. I mean, I haven't had any bad experiences working with anyone. Everyone's been really great to work with. Um, I'd say the only thing that you should be prepared for if you like want to incorporate this is um, because I do studio touch-ups, I give them a chance to do any revisions. Um, So when I send them the photos, um, minor minor adjustments, not like recreating the whole painting. But um, I'd say about... 90 percent of the people have no changes um but there's a few people that have minor tweaks and that's not a bad thing it's just something to be prepared for you know something as small as um you know maybe changing um their smile like whether it's an open or you know whether it's a Mm -hmm. a big smile with their teeth showing or or a smaller smile or or, um like adding a little bit of more flowers in one spot you know just very minor things um Mm -hmm. that's the only thing that is like something additional that I didn't realize in the beginning, but I, I want to do that for them. Like not everyone will do that, but I want to do that for
2: them.
0: So I give yeah, them that opportunity. that's great. And I think a- another question I wanted to ask, cause I know you, you know, you take the approach of doing like a lot, a lot of work, like post wedding. Yeah. Um, do you i i've also I've, i follow a couple other event painters who really seem to just like they do it's the day of and then that's it so like it's like they leave the painting and i always find that very impressive like because personally i'm like somebody who like i want to like spend more time with something and look at it but i know a lot of event painters like they travel and they mm-hmm. like are like i can't bring this with me back on the plane so um they just they leave it there do you think you know what is the, It. They're not that there's a right or a wrong way, but like, A, like, what do you think, is there, is there a benefit to just doing it all the day of, or like, what is, what's the difference there?
1: Um, so, first of all, I'd say it's pretty split out of all the event painters that I know. Uh, maybe about half of them finish it on the night, and then the other half, like, always take it home. Mm-hmm. And finishing it on the night, the benefit is then you're, you know, it, it's done that night, you're not spending the additional studio time, you can do more event paintings, because you're just finished. you know, you're just doing them that day, and then it's done. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the two things that I notice with that is the ones that some of the ones that do it are very experienced. So they're very fast, they know what they're doing. Um, so they can finish it all on the, on the night. Um, and then another thing that I notice is, because every artist has a different style, Um, you know, maybe if the style is a little bit more minimalist, um, or like, like very, like very impressionist, very loose painting, they're able to finish it on the day because it doesn't have as much detail. Um, and, and that's totally fine. That's their style and they're beautiful paintings. Um, but for me, I like, I like to add in that extra detail Um, and I'm also a perfectionist that I want to, even if like, there've been times where I'm like, this painting is pretty much done at the end of the night, but I still want to take it home to just look at it with a fresh eye to add in those very minor details. I I still want to do that for myself. Like I'm not done with it at the end of the night. So that's why I choose to, to, to take it home. And I always communicate that to the couples that that's my process and different event painters, you know, might have a different process.
0: Right. Right. And that makes total sense. I mean, it's just like, you can insert you know your way of working into this right you don't have to fit into a mold because other people you know finish at the night of but you're not really. comfortable doing that like yeah you don't have to no and there's a way to do it professionally like you do and not and not you know finish at the night of and um i would love to know in terms of like what is some do's and don'ts in terms of like setup at a wedding you know like you know, what's, what sort of equipment do you bring that's like you find great? Um, what hasn't worked well in terms of a setup? Just any, because I think there's a lot of logistical questions, people, that feels like a barrier to entry for some artists. Yeah. And that's definitely part
1: of the reason why it's so important, I think, to do some of those practice so you can learn exactly what you need to take. Because those first few ones, I was so stressed about, you know, not having something you need you know, you're at home painting, you have everything you need, you know, all you have all your extra supplies, you know, everything you could possibly need, you have at home. But when you're going to invent, you're packing up your whole studio with you, and you have to keep it minimal. Um, it's, yeah, that can, it can be stressful. I was really worried about, like, forgetting to bring something, I was really worried about, you know, something happening to the canvas. So I, I, I always bring an extra canvas with me, um, just in case. And then I have, you um, just like a, a checklist, like a really thought out checklist so I can make sure I never forget anything. Um, I think it's important to always get there as early as you can. So you can set up and kind of plan out what you're going to be painting and, and start early. Um, it's also been really helpful to use, um, like a,
0: I'm not even sure if I'm saying a stay wet palette. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. Stay wet palette. Yeah. I have one of those too. And, and do you have like the little, um, Oh my gosh, what's it called? It's like a sponge that kind of goes underneath it. Yeah. To yes. yeah. That's for like acrylic paint. If you're doing acrylic. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, just, yeah. And, um, and I also use the open golden acrylic so that it doesn't dry as fast. Um, cause especially if you're painting outdoors, like I think something I learned really quick in some, one of my first outdoor weddings, um, before I started using the open, um, paints is the paint was drying up faster than I can paint. And it was, oh, yeah. I was so stressed out. Cause I was like, Oh my gosh, like I can't. And I was wasting so much paint. Yes. Yeah. I was wasting paint and it was drying up. And I started like putting some water in it. You know, it just, I wasn't prepared. I didn't have uh, the right mediums. I didn't have the right paint. So, but I learned that in some of those first practice ones, you know, right. what to work because the environment change and then you know if you're in direct sunlight <laughs>
2: you're
0: yeah. really fast yeah definitely i've because i've done a, some outdoor plein air painting it's not my favorite because i definitely like the comfort of having everything i need and i yeah. <laughs> i'm with those people that overpacks, so it's just it's a little tough for me but i was wondering if like where just in case people are like either if it's like event painting or just wanting to paint outside yeah. What did you find like was there like a YouTube video you watched or someone you follow who like gave a lot of helpful tips on how to plein air do plein air, excuse me, plain air painting? So
1: there wasn't anyone specific, but I I definitely, you know, just yeah, on YouTube, on Instagram and TikTok, um, you know, prior to actually starting the events, I was doing a lot of plain air painting. Yeah. So getting that practice and learning, and it took a lot of tries to learn what worked for me and what didn't, especially with painting outside, you know, dealing with the environments, with the wind, with the sun, um, and being able to still work with my paints in a way that was just as successful as
0: when I'm painting in the studio. So it definitely took some trial and error. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, I think, you know, there's so many technical things we could go into, but, I, I would also like to know in terms of how you are now getting clients. Is it primarily through, through word of mouth or like, how are you getting the word out there? Because, you know, after you leave the stage of making art for friends, which I think is like universal, whether you're doing event painting or just you're starting a career as a, as a studio painter, like you and your friends and family support you first. And then it's like, well, then how do you, how do you progress past that?
1: Yeah, I think that the two key things for me were, well, one, now I I get most of my clients from social media, so either Instagram or TikTok. Um, And then the other area is from local wedding planners. There's a lot of local wedding planners that I've connected with, reached out to, um, and stay in touch with, um, so that when they have, um, you know, couples that might be interested in a a live painting, then they
0: know me and, and I get referred from them. Smart, that's really smart. I think that it's, it's great because like I said earlier, I think maybe there's this assumption that like the bride like knows exactly what they want and knows everything. I, I never thought about these things prior. Like I, like I think it's probably rare that someone like is like, oh yeah, I've been researching event painters like all my life, you know? So I think it's smart and not presumptuous to like reach out to these event planners who, this is what they think about every day, mm-hmm. rather than and like have them be in your corner and advocating for you than trying to like like I said I'm sure you'll you'll get just the brides who find you who want to do it but sometimes mm-hmm. it's sometimes the brides want the an easy decision and this you know they the event planner knows you already so
1: yeah. yeah yeah definitely it's um and it's it's about building relationships so yeah I like building those relationships with the the local planners and. Yeah, I I feel like a lot of people are still just discovering or learning about live wedding painting. There's still a lot of people don't even know about it too. So just also getting the word out about it and yeah once couples find out about it a lot of times they're like i just heard about this and i want that in my wedding
0: but it seems very it is definitely still a novel experience like i know i was mentioning it to my to my mom the other day because i met my parent my mom's birthday is tomorrow we've got dinner and then i was telling her i was interviewing an event a wedding painter because of course that's yeah. what we're talking about all the time now is wedding stuff and she's like oh my god i didn't even know that was a thing i was like yeah. she's like, oh, you should do that. And I was like, I don't know. Like, I think (laughs) people aren't really my thing. So I'm like, for other artists out there who are like better at at it than me, but she was like, oh my gosh, I didn't even know. So it's true. Like, especially, you know, people like my mom's generation, like nobody did event painting. So I think it's, it's a good point to say it's not that, or if you are, are having trouble, maybe first getting some clients, it may not be because of your skill level or anything. It might just be because people you have to maybe do some educating and teach yeah. them about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was curious now in terms of, you know, going forward, how many, so you have 20 weddings this year. Do you like to do like like two, I don't know what that works its way out to, but are you doing like two a month? Are you doing like four a month? You know, like how how are you spacing them out just for, your, for yourself?
1: Yeah, so, I mean that's going to be a little bit different for everyone. I think I'm still finding my balance. There's some months where I just have one wedding booked, and then there's some months where I have three or four. Yeah. And I think for me, with my situation of being a new mom and also still having a day job, I think that three might three a month might be my max. Yeah. Um, but I'm I'm gonna get a chance to to really learn and feel that out over these next few months because. Next month I have two and then the month after that I have four. So I'll really get to see what that difference is like and find the sweet spot
0: for me. Right. That makes sense. Trial and error. And are you traveling at all or are you, is it all in the LA area? I do have two
1: travel weddings this year, but they are in California. So I have one in like Northern California and then one like, like like way Southern California. Um, But then the rest of
0: them are all local, like within kind of like in about an hour of where I am. And I also think it's totally like, because you live in a big metropolitan area, like Mm -hmm. don't think you have to suddenly become this traveling um, event painter if that really intimidates you. Like if you are living in an urban area, like there's probably plenty of opportunities like around you if this is something you want to get into. But if there is somebody who is in a smaller town and knows that realistically they're going to have to, get outside of their small town to go to these other weddings. And, you know, you said earlier, like, you getting in touch with some event planners or some um, wedding planners was was a good idea. Maybe what advice would you have for somebody who's, like, kind of their target market is, like, everywhere because they, they travel? I don't know if you have a recommendation for that.
1: Yeah, I mean, I would still, I mean, I think social media and the wedding planners, you know, are going to be your like the best places to go in the beginning so even if it's not going to be within your immediate city like maybe looking at the places that are closest to you and, and reaching out to you know following those wedding planners on social media and reaching out to them and trying to connect um because yeah there are some wedding painters i know that they only do travel weddings because they do live in a smaller town and they've kind of you just kind of start with like a smaller radius before you expand and start traveling all over the country because the couples are paying for those travel expenses right um and you know so you want to
0: start off kind of with a smaller radius as, as we said before like less pressure right yeah. so, mm-hmm. like if this is like a, something you're that's new and a novel experience for you um so i want to kind of shift now the conversation a little bit more towards like just like, what has this been like in terms of building your confidence as a creator? You know, like there, there is a whole, as we said before, there's, it's a very different experience to be painting in front of other people. Mm-hmm. Um, how have you, what kind of shifts in yourself have you noticed since becoming a, an event painter?
1: Yeah, I, I would definitely say that my confidence has increased. Um, and when I started this, I was I I really, I doubted my ability a lot. Um, I doubted being good enough, you know, even the first few weddings when guests are coming up and complimenting the painting, I would kind of second guess it to them. I'd be like, oh, well, it's not finished yet. Or I'm, you know, it's, it's kind of do doubtful things. And it's like, well, of course it's not finished yet. I'm painting the whole process here. You know, they know that I don't need to tell them that. And, you know, just kind of catching myself doing those things and realizing that, a lot of people, especially people that don't know what the process of painting is like, you know, they don't know as much about, you know, what's really good or bad or, you know, if I haven't painted that shadow yet and it looks off, they just see a painting as something that they couldn't do and they're amazed. Yes. So I think It took me a while to realize. I think I was assuming that the guests were like really harsh art critics,
0: right. <laughs> and, and, those and those I was days, hard on myself. That is not that is not no. the case. Yeah. I'm yeah, no. <laughs> so like realizing that that like you no know,
1: like this is a treat for them to be able to see this process and like it, it doesn't matter if it, it's not finished, you know, and it's not perfect because it's it's a really unique thing to see and it's really special and. And then being, becoming confident in, in that, it, it just, it took some time. It's, it was, it was really hard for me. Um, I, you know, I deal with a lot of, I used to do with like a lot of negative self-talk. And so it's been really good for me to, to practice and, you know, like realize, I know that I am talented and that I, I, I can do it and just believe in myself, um,
0: And you are talented and it's amazing what you're doing. And like you said, it's not even just that like, oh, the guests couldn't do it. But like genuinely, like your work is amazing and it's beautiful. And I think it's so hard as artists to like, I get it. I myself like have also, I think sometimes I I know I'm my own worst critic. I'm working on a painting right now that like really it should have been done like three days ago, but I just can't let it go. I'm like, oh, it's not perfect yet. And um you know, is it, do you think it's so much that it's just like time and experience that has helped you become more confident, but, or is there like anything, um, are there any other like shifts you've made to kind of just help with that negative self-talk or is it just been time and experience? I really think it, it's been time and experience um, yeah. for me. Cause
1: even when, you know, I first connected with you, mm. um, I, and you brought up coming onto the podcast a while ago. I I didn't want to. At yes. Point. Oh, I'm like I'm not a real artist yet. I'm not. I'm not like a real live event painter. Like I can't be on the podcast. Like I really wanted to have more experience um, under my belt before I thought I would feel that way. Um, mm-hmm. And and that's what it took for me was
0: having the yeah. experience to
1: to feel it. Also-
0: that's totally normal and fair. And I think if you, it'd be kind of weird if like you were like super confident and you've done one (laughs) event painting and we're like, yep, I'm gonna, you know, that's totally valid and fair. But I think what sometimes becomes hard is when we artists like, you know, have been doing it for years and years and still like hesitate to call ourselves like artists or has, I find that that's more common, I think. Mm -hmm. Like, I think it's, it's when it like, isn't, it's no longer humility it's like it's um what's it called it's just like self being so self-critical right and i think understanding the difference as artists can be hard sometimes you know like knowing but it sounds like even just talking to you now like i can see and feel like you have grown so much rightfully so in your confidence as a creator and it's pretty badass to go paint live in front of like hundreds of people and you know, <laughs> I don't think you know people realize how terrifying that is so
2: yeah, yeah. No, it is-
0: exciting and awesome yeah, it definitely is and for anyone
1: else like thinking
0: about doing this, I, I think it is
1: important and I wish I had started even just pretending that I was more confident in the beginning um because it that makes the experience better for the people that you're painting in front of and for yourself, you know, and right. it does require a little bit of the faking until you make
2: it just. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. And they, and they want to feel like they're in good hands too. Right. You know, like yeah. they want, it's important that you comfort them with the confidence and yes. I guess you, yeah. Any, do you have any other just tips for artists out there who are interested in this space? Like something you could go back and tell your younger self, you know, a year ago before beginning Um, that would have been helpful to know.
1: That's a tough one. Um, I mean, I feel like there's so many, there's so many things, um, maybe just, I mean, I think the confidence is a big part is being confident in yourself. Um, and I'm a perfectionist um, and I really had to learn to kind of like let go of a lot of that, especially in the moment and, you know, it, it, that it doesn't have to be perfect and that not every, you know, you're not always going to get as far in the painting as you want or things aren't always going to go the way that you want them to go because it's such a, there's so many variables with event painting. So just being open and flexible to that. um, And. Being comfortable with that, and then knowing that you know you 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 can still take the painting home if that's what you decide to do to
0: to finish it. Um. Yeah, that's so important. I think just in general with creativity, it's like you can't be rigid, you know. Mm -hmm. And even though this is a painting that is, you know, you've been planning right, like you have consultations beforehand, you there's still oh there's still room for interpretation and flexibility, and that's that's important. There's definitely been times where you know,
1: the client will kind of leave it a little more open up to me. They're like, I want you to pick or kind of decide and I'll go into the wedding and kind of thinking, I know what I'm going to paint. And then I get there and I see what it's like. And then I decided there's only one time where I, I, this happened, and it was so scary. Where I decided last minute, and like, you know what? They trust me to to paint the scene for them, and what you know, where I think it's the best. And even though I planned to paint from this angle, like I'm gonna go to a whole other section and paint from here because now that I see it in person, like this is so much more gorgeous.
2: Yeah, I, mean,
1: I was terrified. I was like, okay, now I'm really not. I don't have, yeah, not- to plan. I have to Throw out all like everything I had planned and just just go and just be happy. Yeah, ended with- up being like one of my favorite paintings
0: to just oh, like that's great. do it in the moment and just go go for it, you know. Yeah, of course, like your intuition as a as an artist is yeah. you know, let it kick in, you know, if you like you've never been to this this space before and maybe they haven't either. And so being able to be like trusting your gut and not and maybe not always sticking to the plan is is a good thing. Yeah, definitely trusting
1: your gut. Because you can look up pictures, I look up pictures online, but it's
0: it's never the same as. When no no or like just how they have it set up and everything mm-hmm. it's always different and i would love to know so what is your plan going forward like do you do you have like a, i don't a 5 year plan like start traveling and you know, just i would just love to know what future plans you have for this if um, any i i feel like i only have it planned out
1: for like the next in my mind for the next year or so the next year or two just because You know where I thought I was going to be a year ago. I'm in a totally different place. You know, I didn't know I was going to be a new mom at this time. I didn't, you know, I didn't know where I was going to be. And also, it it took off a lot faster than I thought it would too, which is amazing. Like I didn't like when we were doing our artist group and we set up goals. My goal was to have two paintings last year, and I ended up doing 15. Like it's so it's it's yeah. Every year it's it's been it's hard to. I think because things change so much, but I think just for the next two years is what I have planned of, you know, doing maybe two or three weddings a month and finding the balance of, you know, motherhood and day job and painting and then to kind of go from there and see what I need to change after that. That's where I'm at right now.
0: I think that's wonderful and being flexible. I mean, just even personally from where I was a year ago, like my vision of what I'm making and doing has changed dramatically. And I think that's sort of the nature of like being an artist is this jer- this journey is like, you have to be open to the twists and turns and embrace them and see what's working and go with it. But I, I am not surprised that it took off the way it did. You know, I, you, we're so laser focused too about like, okay, I'm, you know, I'm doing this. And there is so much power. And I think it's inspiring. And what I want people maybe to take away from this too is I hope that they take after your ability to just be like, I'm doing this. This is what I'm doing. You like, I think for a while I think you your oh maybe it still is like I think your like name was just like Alicia and then like event pant, uh painter. It was very like on Instagram. So people yeah. like look you up. It's like you're in a wedding event painter and like, just how like committed you were to this, I really think partly why it became so successful so fast is just like the commitment you had. And I think sometimes it's tempting to kind of dance around it and be like, Yeah, I'm kind of an artist I'm kind of an event painter. But if you want to like really see it take off like I think it's that commitment that that I think has gotten you far but that's just me but
1: <laughs> no, thanks that's really nice to hear from an outside perspective and from someone that you know knew me in the very beginning of this process. Yes.
0: Yeah. Like it's like I said I you were so clear. You know, of like what you were doing and that's like I think part of the success. I mean, when you're so clear it's like easy for people to buy in. Right. It's like, yeah. Oh, okay. You do that. Great. Got it. You know? So I guess I, I hope that that inspires anybody listening. If you've been hesitating or or afraid to claim that just do it. So yeah. Just yeah. do it. Just go for it. And you know,
1: in the, in the beginning,
0: like if you scroll back to
1: the beginning of my TikTok and Instagram, like I wasn't as clear, I was kind of more dabbling and like doing different types of painting and not sure where I was going to go. And then I just, I just made a decision to, I'm going to hyper focus on this and I'm going to, I'm
0: going to go for it. Yeah. And it, and it worked and it, it's paying off and it's so, it's so awesome. And I'm so ex- I'm so happy you could join on the podcast today. I've been dying because I think this is such an interesting, like you said, this is a new growing thing and maybe people listening don't even know that this is a way that they could make money doing what they love. And Um, or just try it. And if you don't Mm -hmm. like it, then you don't have to do it again. But it's a cool thing to just to try. Yeah, 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 definitely.
1: It's like, it's so much fun. It's even though it is high pressure, high pressure, it's such an adrenaline rush. And Mm -hmm. it's, it's seriously so much fun. And you're you're painting at like the happiest times of people's lives. So there's so much joy. There's so much love. It's, it's a really great, like thing to
0: surround yourself with.
2: And, mm-hmm.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm so excited for now that I, now that I've been that process, like I'm, I'm already so excited. It's going to be like, a such a fun day. And like what better work environment to be in, you know, yeah. like, yeah, we're always happy people. Um, one last question before we go, cause I, this is just like a fun question. What's the most beautiful or like over the top or like just the best wedding you've been to yet, um, or or coming up that you're excited for.
1: I'd say um so there was one wedding I did that was in um, Malibu, and I had to drive up like this windy road It was like alongside a cliff for like 20 minutes to wow. get to this. Uh it was a like a private estate that they use as a wedding venue in the middle of nowhere, at, like the top of the mountains. And it was breathtaking because you could see you could see all the way to the ocean you could see all the mountains in the area and the wedding ceremony literally took place above the clouds like the clouds came oh in God. and we were so happy that it was above it and it was just absolutely breathtaking and like that was that was the painting that i threw out my plan in the moment because i saw a different area and i was like this i have to paint this view um and followed my gut and that's one of my favorite paintings,
0: and it was the most beautiful venue I've ever been to. Wow, that's that's so stunning. I'm as someone who lives in Chicago, I'm a little I'm very jealous of that because like <laughs> there's no views like that here in Chicago. So pretty views you have got to see. <laughs> for, well, for, it's gonna be pretty anyway, but we unfortunately infor- are not getting our ceremony not gonna be in the city, which is sad as somebody who paints cities. Um, but I'm sure we'll take like engagement photos downtown too. But um, that's so that's so fun. And like, how cool that you get to go to all these amazing venues. So I if nothing else anybody listening to this i hope this was a great elevator pitch for why you should consider being a wedding event painter there are lots of perks like that yeah. and you probably get do you get like free drinks too and food i'm included or ever or? Um, I,
1: I definitely get a meal included like a vendor meal um yeah. and the wedding it depends on the wedding some like some offer drinks, or if it's at a winery, they offer you wine, and then others are very strict about it. So it just yeah. it depends on the wedding and the couple. But okay. me personally, I, I can't drink and paint, so I, I don't. Oh yeah, them. no, I either.
2: But if you want to do. Drink, they, they offer
0: I, have a glass of wine too while well painting. Yeah, so. no, they definitely people definitely offer. That's so fun. Well, thank you so so much for joining yeah. I, I was so excited this has been a year coming and i'm i know everyone's gonna love listening to this so thank you
1: yeah thank you so much for for having me it's so so good to like catch up and and talk to you about all of this
0: where can people find your art um or just like an or book you as a as a painter
1: so you can find all my most recent and in progress paintings are on my instagram And then on my website um, is where you can book me. I have an inquiry form where you can fill out, you know, your date and your venue and where we start the conversation about if I'm available and kind of what you have in mind for a
0: live painting. Perfect. Awesome. And then I will put all those, the links to that in the notes too. So you guys can find it there. So this is so fun. So thank you so much again. Have a good rest of your Monday. All right. You too. All right. Bye. 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 Bye.